Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Soul Powered Portal. I'm your host, Rebecca Kiger, master mindset and high performance coach, as well as a financial expert of over 15 years. I've spent my entire adult life studying the difference between successful and unsuccessful people, and I plan on sharing all of the things with you on our journey together. This podcast is called The Soul Powered Portal because it's my desire to share with you exactly how to create a life that is powered by your soul, not by societal standards or what everyone else in your life tells you that you should be doing, but actually powered by your soul. The reason you'd want to do this is because I believe that this is the fastest way to unlock your portal to prosperity. This is the portal that once you enter it, you gain access to the prosperity, abundance, wealth, time freedom, experience freedom, and fulfillment that actually are your birthright. I don't believe that you came here to build someone else's dreams. I believe that you came here to live your soul-powered life and live it to the fullest. And I plan on sharing with you exactly how to do that during our time together. So thank you so much for being here. I know we're going to have so much fun together today. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Soul Powered Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. It's me and Melina. Say hi, Melina. Hi, guys. (laughs) And we're back to continue our conversation from last week. We were talking about some of the mistakes that we see women make in regards to healing their relationship with money, making more money, breaking past their financial plateaus. And I'm really excited to pick up this conversation where it left off. So say hello to Melina's dog chief as well. He's joining us a little bit. That's okay. He knows how to open the doors in her house, by the way. So yeah, back up. Had to save my life one day. He opened the front door and went after the male lady. And he did it like her, her, but she was so scared. I'm like, on the ring, he's nice. Please just push him inside. So Rebecca and her husband, Eric, had to come and booby trap my doors. So he this could. Is a true story. This is literally a true story. And Eric's like MacGyver. So he was like trying to MacGyver the doors, which I don't know. I'm definitely dating myself when I say MacGyver because I don't even know if everybody knows who that is. But like when I was growing up, my mom used to play this TV show and it was called MacGyver. And this guy was like, do you know what it is? Yeah. All he needs is like a piece of chewing gum and like a paperclip and he can solve everything. (laughs) Exactly. I swear to God, that's Eric. Like he figures out a way to like, just whatever we need fixed in the house. Like even if we don't have the supplies, he'll figure out a way and then he'll go and like buy it and like fix it for real. But when I walked in the house, there was like string randomly placed everywhere. Like I just imagine like a dog is opening the door and like, you know what I mean? Like you tell someone that and they're like, oh, he, sure. He let himself out. No, like he really knows how to open the doors. Did you replace the doorknobs? No. So I tried child locks. He got through those. So now I just make sure they're all like hard locked, like the deadbolt. And oh, yeah, yeah. in my house, like I have a lot of soft locks to the bedroom. So in the basement, I can hard lock him down there. Yeah. But up here, like if someone comes in from the basement, he can open the door for them. So yeah, I really don't want to change out all of the handles. This house yeah. that I just like, you know what I mean? After two yeah. years. Yeah, I know. Like you just built this beautiful house with all this, like so much thought going into every little minor detail, these beautiful doors and these beautiful, like everything. And it's like, oh, okay. My dog can open these. That's great. (laughs) Let himself out. He was running around the neighborhood. As long as he knew how to shut the door, I wouldn't be upset because he could open my sliders. Yeah, yeah he can open the sliders in the back too, but he doesn't close them. Like, close uh-huh. the door. Like, close the door. Yeah, it's like Jinxie Cat from, like, Meet the Parents. <laughs> like, at least flush the toilet if you're going to use it. Like, and, <laughs> like, what the heck? So, oh, my God. It's just so funny. So, oh, with that being said, yeah. So, Chief might be hanging out with us a little bit. That's totally okay. We're cool with Chief hanging out. As such, Eric is working down in the basement right now, so you may hear some things. He's actually painting now. So the progress on the basement and the game room that we're remodeling down there is almost complete. So we're going to start being able to like order our furniture and everything. Oh my God, it's so exciting. And 
So before we even dive in, I love to like just talk a little bit about what's going on in our world so you guys can get to know us and what's going on. And actually, my daughter, my amazing, beautiful daughter, Alana, turned 18 yesterday. So I'm officially a mother of an adult. Like It doesn't really make sense. And I thought about it like, so Lana is close to the age when I had her, right? Like she's going to be... Well, she would be, right? No, she wouldn't be. I don't know. I can't do the math right now, but she's like right around the age, like literally when I birthed her. Okay. And it's just so fucking crazy because I think about it. Like I'm 36, she's 18. And if, I mean, she's not obviously going to do this anytime soon, but like I could be a grandmother. <laughs> like she had a kid anytime soon. Don't say that. You're going to die I, I know. know. Like six months when still you're younger. I know, but what the hell? And me and my mom were talking about it over the weekend. And she's like, I could be a great grandma. And I'm like, my mom looks super young. It's just so weird. But obviously, like, I mean, it makes sense, but that's just a weird thing to think about. And we're not going there. We're not having a baby anytime soon. But it was just a weird, like, thought that I had. I'm like, I could literally be a grandmother. Like, I that's so creepy. Like, I'm 36, you know? I still feel like sometimes I'm a kid. I don't know what's going on. Right, like I'm trapped in an adult body. Like, right? That's what I'm doing either. But isn't that like how uh, me and Eric talk about this sometimes? And it's literally like, how are we just like allowed to go and do stuff? Like, we don't even know. We're literally just. I test me. Like, I don't know how are we adult right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's literally like you turn 18 and then you're automatically just supposed to know how to do stuff, and then like you don't. And you're just, I feel like we're all just figuring it out as we go. And we're just like kids trapped in like these adult bodies. It's such a weird concept because sometimes I'm like, yeah, we're just like trusted to do stuff. And like, we just, yeah, we just now have things and like, we know how to pay. Like, I don't know. It's just funny. It's fascinating when you really think about like time and stuff. It's like, sometimes I don't feel like I know what I'm doing, like at all whatsoever. But then sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, of course I know what I'm doing. Right. Anyways, it's just really interesting how like this all plays out. But yeah, so Melina and I are both tired today, but we're here. We're excited. I had such a crazy weekend, but my sisters turned, what, 31 on Friday. So they're twins. They're in their 30s either. Like, yeah. I just have known you guys for so long. I'm like, I still yeah. view everyone as babies. For kids. Like, like I feel I like we're Lana as a six-year-old still. Yes. I know. It's so weird. So and now she babysits my daughter. Yeah. Like, what? I honestly can't believe it. And she's traveling on her own for the first time to go see her boyfriend. Like, it's so crazy. So Bethany and Brittany's birthday was on Friday. So that's the 26th. And then Lana's is on the 28th. So it was yesterday. We had her big birthday bash at my mom's house and it's just been like a crazy whirlwind of a couple of days and just so much stuff going on and <sighs> so I'm like giving myself some time to just kind of process because sometimes this is also going to lead us into our conversation because realistically you know I want to talk about some of the mistakes that we see women making and how we can avoid these things especially as you start to understand that the way you do one thing in life is the way that you do everything in life. You can really start to kind of pick up on some of these patterns. And sometimes when you're going, 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 and you're just like, you're in a season of doing a lot of things. I know with you, obviously, like with Merrick and, you know, you guys are just, you're doing a lot, right? And you're a great mom and you're taking her to, you know, do all these competitions and all this stuff. You know, it can be really sometimes challenging to like slow down and just be like, hey, like you have to be, present. And that was like the message that my higher self gave me this morning where I'm like, I woke up and I'm like, okay, I'm exhausted. Like, I think it's time for me to go back to bed. And by the time this episode is released, I think, yeah, so this will be Wednesday. Well, there's someone coming to visit me. I'm not going to share who it is yet, but someone's coming to visit me from another country. And so I have that too, that I'm like, I want things to be obviously, you know, great for her and I'm prepping and planning for that. And so we'll share a little bit more about that in the next yeah, I hope I get to meet her. You will. You will. Yeah, you definitely will. You definitely <laughs> will. So many of you might be able to kind of piece some things together, but I'm not going to share yet. So, but with that, like there's just lots of moving parts going on right now. And then my other really close friend, Alicia, who's been on the podcast is here in from KC, Kansas City. 
And so we've been spending some time together and, you know, it's just really important. Like this morning was totally a moment where, you know, I knew that I had the choice. Like my higher self was like, I need you to just like rest. I need you to take a couple minutes for you this morning. Like you do not need to just go straight to working, even though I had some plans of stuff that I needed to do. And the one thing I have noticed is like when we push ourselves, when we push ourselves to a place where we're not listening to our body, we're not listening to our higher self, we're not actually pausing and slowing down when we need to. Because we think like, oh, well, if I slow down and I stop, this is one of the mistakes that I see a lot of women make. And I used to make this too a lot. It's like we think if we stop and we slow down that all of the progress that we've been creating is going to like stop or that our business is going to fail or, you know, think we're not going to make the money. And, and I've actually seen that the opposite of that happen, you know, and even within my clients, one of my clients in particular, she's so amazing and she's really good at learning something and then embodying it really quickly. And that's kind of one of the things that I've seen with women who do that and they actually like they learn the thing and then they aren't overthinking it. They're not sitting there talking themselves out of why they should do it. They just do it. That that's obviously when we see the quickest results. And so this client in particular, she literally has noticed a pattern that every single time she goes on vacation, she receives like random money out of nowhere that was unexpected every single time now. And wow, that's a book, a trip. Like, any, let's go. Where are we going? This is what I'm saying, though. <laughs> like, this is how it works, right? Because you listen to your higher self. When you listen, it's like this beautiful, almost like compensation from the universe that's like, I hear you. I'm going to bless you because you're listening. You understand and you know this connection is here. And so because you're listening to that guidance, I'm going to reward you because I believe that life is a game. And I believe that like, that's kind of how, you know, you're winning the game of life. It's like, you're connected to this beautiful creator, this source. And when you slow down and you actually listen, even when it doesn't make logical sense, it's like the universe always shows up. Your higher self will always show up. And that's been so true for me and so many of my clients now I get to watch this and it's such a beautiful thing. So even though on paper, like this morning, I'm like, I have a lot to do, quote unquote, because I've kind of been, you know, in this party planning mode and like really present with my daughter and having all of this fun stuff happening and then friends visiting and all this stuff going on. But at the same time, I'm like, no, we're going to pause and we're going to rest. and you know, paradoxically, it's always what we need. So in that moment, I slowed down and realized like, oh, like my body needs me right now. My nervous system was starting to get a little activated and like in this place of overwhelm. And see, here's the thing is when you don't listen to your body, when you don't listen to that guidance, which I know you were doing over the weekend too, because like, like you said, it's not even a matter of like being 36, like, cause you were like, oh, this is what 36 <laughs> like, no, that's just what running, running, running and going, going, yeah. going feels like, right? So I love that you even I always like to like throw humor in there or jokes, but course, I was like, I I'm exhausted. I was in bed every day at eight and still today I was so tired and like cloudy. If you don't give yourself that like break or that rest, like yeah. you're just constantly running. You're not thinking like, so you're not thinking clearly. You're not thinking yeah. like things through yeah. the way that you should. So I'm like, yeah, like today I slept too. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but obviously I need to do this. Yes. And that's when you listen to it, right? Because what happens on the contrary, and this is where the mistake lies, is that we keep trying to push ourselves. And we're like, we think we know better than our body, our physical body. It's like, you know, I believe that our bodies are like batteries. I mean, if you start to get into like human design and all of that stuff, like you realize because you're a manifesting generator, which I know yeah. we've talked about a lot in human design and I'm a generator. So we do generate our own energy. But the problem is if you imagine like a battery, right? If you never put that battery on the charger, it's going to die. Like, no, you're not going to die physically, but like your body's going to come in and be like, yo, I've been trying to tell you to slow down and you haven't. I'm going to make your ass. Okay. It's time. And now you're going to get sick or you're going to get some kind of issue where like literally your body's like, well, fuck it then. Here you go. Like, you're not going to listen. I'm going to force you to listen. And so we always want to try to avoid that forcing of your nervous system in your body because then it can throw it into a prolonged state. And then this is also 
considered to be what's called an upper limit. And that's kind of the topic of our conversation today. So I know we have some questions lined up. This really does lead straight into what we were going to talk about today. So what are some of the questions that you're seeing coming through? Yeah, well, first off, congrats on launching your ebook last mm. week. That Thank like you. That's, like that's amazing. Yes. I, it. I was like, how is my girl like writing a book? I want to cry a little bit. <laughs> but it was so, so good and insightful. So, so I just good. want to congratulate you. Like that is like Cute. it's just like a big thing. I don't know. It's just like I don't it know. Is. I've seen your growth. Yeah. To me, it's just like. I don't even know. I have no words, but congratulations. No, it's fun. I appreciate you bringing that up because it's you being able to kind of see too, like now that you're in the inner workings of it, then you're seeing now like something that was like once a thought or idea. And you'll start to notice this as we launch more things and bring more things. It's like, this is the process of manifestation. It's like, there's stuff in your head that's coming from, you know, source God, you're getting this inspiration. And then literally you're bringing it into the physical world and like here's this thing like here's an ebook that was once in my head and now it's on paper and you'll start to notice that too and so I appreciate you saying that because first of all if you haven't downloaded the ebook please do because you will definitely get it's called your financial breakthrough so we'll plug it a little bit here because it is teaching how to make and save more money without working harder or burning yourself out in the process. So I literally have it in front of me because we're going to talk about some things today. These podcast episodes are actually going to be kind of inserts into the book. So we're diving deeper into the book, but these are going to be corresponding episodes so that you guys can really hear us talking about it because everybody learns differently. And I want to try to like play on or help, I guess is the best way, really get clear with those who are learning in different ways. Because some people love to read, some people love to listen, some people love to do, right? They like hands-on type of learning. So anyways, download the book. It's called Your Financial Breakthrough, Seven Steps to Reset Your Financial Thermostat and Regulate Your Nervous System as a High-Achieving Soulpreneur. So I'm super excited to dive in because this topic is all going to be around what the heck even is a financial thermostat. So that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. Well, do you want to pick up there last week? Well, where we left off was the mistakes women entrepreneurs were making when it comes to money, their nervous system. So I think the best way would be just let's touch on that if you want to explain the financial thermostat. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so we'll go right into that. So the financial thermostat is really this concept. And I started creating some, you know, TikToks and reels around this. And I really felt like people were saying, oh my gosh, like I've understood this, but I've never been able to put a word to it. And so I think this will really provide a lot of clarity for those who are struggling with understanding the patterns that they're running in their own lives. And so I actually had a client call over. It was kind of like an emergency type of call over the weekend. And they were like, hey, I just need to talk for like a couple of minutes. Like this is what's showing up in my life. And what they were experiencing is realizing that they got to a place and this might be a different number for you. So as you're listening to this, just apply this to your own life. But this person was saying, okay, I get to a place where I have Twenty to $30,000 in my savings account. And then I get to that spot. And then for whatever reason, I can never get past that. Like I'm always getting to that number. And then something happens where I either go and go on like a binge where I'm spending all this money, or, you know, I'll get a big bill that brings me like down, you know, something will happen that makes me come down from that place of 20 to 30,000. And so That is actually a real life example of your financial thermostat in play. So the financial thermostat is kind of like your thermostat in your home. Here in the US, you know, we operate on Fahrenheit. So I do not know the conversions. I probably should know the conversions. I feel like I could speak more easily to the international folks because we're the only ones who use, you know, that system. But here, the way that it would work is like, let's say that, what do you keep your house on? Oh, well, I know what yours is, and it's like insane to me. Like, I'm not 70. I hate being cold. I mean, I'm not cold at your house when you said, like, yours is at 66, but I'm like, but how? I was looking at all the blankets. That's so funny because, like, see, this is how, like, the temperatures, even that people are comfortable with, are so different. (laughs) It's hilarious because the way you do one thing is the way you do everything in life. So like your comfort zone is tropical. Like have it warm. I'll have my fire blazing while my thermostat's at seven. I'm literally dying of heat. Like my mom's like that. And we go up there and I'm like, God 
open a window i'm gonna literally die i have to like wear like even this freaking winter i'm like i gotta wear layers because i gotta take some of this stuff off at her house i don't like being too hot i'd rather put on blankets which as those of you here are like watching this is on youtube as well i got my blanket sitting right here so i would rather be like covered in blankets than so hot that i can't like yeah anyways so 70 degrees in your house, 66 yes. degrees in mine. <laughs> and that's my comfort zone. And so when we set our thermostat to that place, right, what ends up happening is let's say right now it's February, well, almost February in Pittsburgh. And so it gets really freaking cold in the winter here. So let's say we open the door and we just accidentally left the door open. Well, what will happen, of course, with your thermostat is it will start to kick into overdrive to bring that temperature back up to whatever your comfort zone is. So in my house, it's 66 degrees. That's how a thermostat works, right? We know this. And so it also works to the contrary. For instance, that it's really hot outside because here in Pittsburgh, we get, you know, the four true seasons. And so it's really freaking hot. It could be 95 degrees Fahrenheit. Let's say we open the door and we leave it open in the summer. Well, again, thermostat's always set to 66. It's going to go into overdrive to kick it back down to where we're comfortable so you can kind of already start to see that, right, this is about where our comfort zone lies. And so the way our financial thermostat works, it's similar to the thermostat in your home, but it's all based around your comfort zone around as it relates to money. So this client who was calling me over the weekend, like it was, okay, this is my thermostat. Their comfortability was twenty dollars to $30,000 in their account. That's their wealth thermostat. But then there's also an income thermostat component. And again, I talk a little bit more about this in the book. But when we look at it, there's two different components. So again, we have the wealth thermostat. That's how much your nervous system feels comfortable having in your bank accounts before it feels uncomfortable enough that it's going to kick into overdrive and bring you back down to where it's comfortable. And then it also has an income component to it too. So, you know, this person in particular, I know their backstory. And so they actually have been really comfortable rising in their income every single year, you know, as long as they find enough ways to spend it all to keep them in their comfort zone of 20 to 30,000. Does that make sense? So no matter how much you're making per se, you could go from, you know, $10,000 a month to $20,000 to $30,000 to $40,000 to $50,000 a month. And that's fine. You're resetting your financial thermostat with your income, but then you still find a way to like make yourself live paycheck to paycheck. It's a very common thing. And so there's no shame here. There's no blame here. This is what I was telling this client was, listen, this is awesome that you've actually recognized this pattern because now you can choose differently. And they immediately went to like shaming themselves and being like, I can't believe I do this. Like, this is so embarrassing. And, you know, I should have so much more in the bank. And it's like, okay, well, again, you don't know what you don't know. And so now that you know better, you can do better. And that's the idea behind all of this. It's to start to get clear about where these numbers are set. Mm -hmm. I call this like knowing your numbers, right? Know your numbers so that you have clarity because you can't change something in your life that you're unaware of. That's called a blind spot. If you don't see something, if you don't see a pattern in your life, you literally can't change it because you're not aware of it. And so that's why coaches and mentors and therapists and other people in your life are really important because they can spot out for you the blind spot that you can't see so that you can become aware of it and begin to shift it. Does that kind of make sense? So that's sort of a little bit of a overview, 30,000 foot view of like what a financial thermostat is. And I'm happy to go deeper into that. I don't know if you have anything to add. Yeah. What I did like uh, about your book is you actually made the person read like stop and pause and write it down so they could identify it for themselves. So yeah. that's the first step. Like Rebecca, you could tell me until you're blue in the face, like <laughs> Lainey, you're spending too much money in this. Like you're doing this. Like until I like look at it myself and be like, oh damn, like I am like, let me write this out. Like I yeah. am, I'm wasting money. Like for example, I just realized like my husband who passed, his student loans were in forbearance and it just started coming out of my account. I didn't realize for four months because I'm like, I wasn't actively like checking that one account. I'm used to what coming, like what comes out of it every single month, you know? And then I was like, wait, what, what is this? So it was just like, it's one more step of something that had to be corrected. And I caught it pretty quickly, but still it's like, until you give yourself the grace to sit down, actually see it, like uh, it's an important step, but yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that. Huge. 
So for the financial thermostat, like you explain what it is, but how does it work for someone? How does it affect someone? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about more about how it actually affects people because yeah. kind of going back to this person that I was speaking with, they were talking about this and there was a lot of shame. There was a lot of guilt. There was a lot of like, I don't understand why I'm doing this. And so clearly there's something wrong with me. And I love being in a place of personal growth and development because I really feel like we can go two different directions with it. One is when we start to become aware of these things, we can start to go down the blaming and the shaming route. And that's our choice. Like you can stay in that. And that actually keeps you stuck in the cycle because now it's like this, oh, I have to feel guilty about this. And then I don't actually ever make any change because we're not going to make positive change from the energy of guilt and shame and all of that. The other direction that you can go is like becoming the, I call it like the scientist or the gentle observer, like almost starting to observe things in your life from this curiosity energy instead of like shaming and blaming. So when you start to get curious, like, why do I do that? That's so interesting. Like, you know, and you can start to detach yourself from it. Because it's not that there's something wrong with you. It's literally a program that you're running. And a lot of times these programs are based on childhood. So I know we're going to talk a little bit about like where this financial thermostat comes from and how it gets formed and how it's set. But it all comes from a program, whether it's, you know, passed down genealogically, which is something that we can experience. That's called epigenetics. It's kind of like we're talking about chief and the dog, right? It's kind of like dogs. Like how do dogs know? to just do things like how does like a herding dog, for instance, how does it know to, even though like this dog may have never been like trained, if I got, let's say herding dog and I adopted a herding dog, it would know what to do like instinctually, right? We talk about these instincts that dogs have. How do they know to do that? Well, it was imprinted on them when they were born, right? It's literally passed down from their genetic bloodline. And so there are some tendencies that we will have that are based on epigenetics. And so it's literally someone else's baggage. It's like we were born into this world with like someone else was like, here you go. And like hands at us when we were not equipped to understand it with like this big old bag of luggage. And it's like, here you go. This is how you do life. And it's like, well, we don't even think we have a choice. I don't want to do life that way. But we blame ourselves and shame ourselves when we start to realize that we're running these patterns. And it's like, why are you shaming yourself? You didn't know any better back then. You were a kid being given this piece of luggage with all of this shit in it that you never wanted. And, it, and you didn't even know that you could choose what to take. It's heavy as shit. You're trying to drag it around and you don't even know that you have a choice to like take stuff out. You don't need that. That doesn't have to be your reality. And I think that a lot of times, especially when we're not around people who understand these things, then we can start to blame and shame. And then, of course, if there's a spouse or a significant other involved who doesn't understand as well, there might be fights that can create chaos. It can create stuff that actually isn't necessary because if we just looked within and started to look at, okay, well, why do I run these patterns? Like, where could this have come from, right? Like, did I watch a lot of this stuff happen when I was growing up? You know, why do I think that this is a pattern I need to continue running? And now that I'm aware of it, how can I begin to shift it? How can I begin to change it? And so it's about being curious. I think we want like the answers right now. And everybody wants like, okay, I want to go from like, you know, never having more than 20 to $30,000 in my account to like having a million. And I had this epiphany the other day about how nature, right? We're talking about nature a lot and like how nature doesn't work in that way there's nothing that immediately goes i'm watching like paint dry in my basement so this is kind of like where this came up but like if you think about nature there's nothing that goes from one extreme to the next like i was thinking about this concept of water and how you don't put water in the freezer and it's immediately an ice cube you put water in an ice tray and then it like it's a process to become an ice cube, right? Even things like paint, right? My husband's painting. Like it's a process to go from wet paint to completely dry paint. Nature, right? When we plant trees, like it goes from a seed and it's a process to become a tree. So 
I think that so often we think that we are not part of nature. Like we literally are part of nature. You're not going to go from the type of person that you are right now to the extreme opposite without going through a process of becoming. And you don't actually want to do that because let's say, for instance, that a tree, we planted the seed and then the tree didn't take the time to grow the roots and it just sprouted up as humanly, you know, as quick as humanly possible. It's not a human, so I don't know why I use that phrase, but you know what I mean? Like it just sprouts up, <laughs> okay? And it doesn't take the time to grow the roots. Well, what will happen when the first gust of wind comes by? What happens when the first sign of any kind of turmoil happens is that tree, it doesn't have roots. It didn't go through the process of creating the strong roots. And so, so often we believe that we're like somehow different and that the universal law and the process of nature like doesn't actually apply to us. And that's bullshit. And this is the problem that keeps us stuck is like what we resist in life persists in life. When we think that we need to go from where we are right now to having our dream life, having every single thing that we want and need, we're literally losing out on the becoming, which is the process, the journey. That's actually why we're here. Again, we talked about this last week. It's like if you turned on a movie and literally you bought the movie, you got so excited, you made your popcorn, you sat down, like you got your drinks, you got all cozy on the couch, turn it on. And it's like the ending credits are up and that's it. That's the whole movie. It's like the end. You'd be like, wait, like I wanted to watch the movie. I wanted to go through the emotional highs and lows. I wanted to laugh. I wanted to cry. I wanted to be a part of this process. And that's why we buy movies. It's why we buy video games. It's why we get so involved. It's why we read books. We love all of the process of getting to the end. But for some reason, we don't do that when it comes to our financial goals or, you know, our life goals. And it's like, can you just slow down for a minute and realize that like, if you just skip to the end, you wouldn't appreciate shit. You wouldn't appreciate it. You wouldn't understand what it took for you to get there so you would easily lose it. What if you just allowed yourself to embrace this process and had fun and just realized that like your every step of your journey is meant to be here and it's teaching you something and you're learning and you're growing. And I just feel like I have learned to in a lot of ways in my life, not in every single way, but I really have learned to be within that inquiry and start to try my hardest, even though sometimes life sucks or there's things that come up and I don't understand why my higher self chose those things. But in that moment, I can choose, right? We always have the choice to look at it in this, like for me, shame, blame, guilt, or sadness or whatever, we can choose the low vibrational timeline or we can choose to start to get in that inquiry. And start to look at, well, if I did want things to look different, how could I show up? What's something that I can do? And sometimes that's leading you to a mentor, right? The answer is you might not actually have. You might not have the understanding of it yet. And that's okay. There's been many times where I've been led when I start to ask powerful questions, I'm led to the right answer. But see, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions that you ask yourself. So when you say, why am I still in these patterns? What's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? It's like in those questions, you're presupposing that there's something wrong with you, right? And so your unconscious mind is like Google. When you ask it a question, it will find the answer. And so if I ask you, even I'll prove it to you. Like if I said, what color is the sky? Well, all of you probably heard blue. <laughs> Why did you answer me? Why did you even, right? Because your unconscious mind is designed to answer questions. And so ask it more positive questions, ask it more powerful questions. If you want to reset your financial thermostat, right? And again, there's more information on how to do this inside of the ebook. We'll talk more about this. We're going to go into deeper dives around this stuff, but start to ask the question of, hmm, well, if I no longer wanted this pattern, what's something that I could do instead? How could I learn how to reset this? Where would I go if I wanted more information on this? Or how could I start to actually feel safe around the money that I am bringing in? Because at the end of the day, that's really what it is, is that your nervous system doesn't feel safe in something unknown. It doesn't feel safe in this existence that you've never had before, which is 
you know, going from, again, that contrast, like if you're going from a situation like me growing up or even you growing up, right? Like yeah. we didn't grow up having anything. We right. grew up in very, very humble beginnings. So why would we expect that if we grew up not feeling very financially secure, we grew up in survival mode around money, that we would easily be able to jump to abundance, overflow, millions of dollars, all of the things without going through a process. Like, come on. Right. When we grew up, it was more like feast or famine. And so now we had to like give ourselves permission to allow ourselves to spend money to like grow ourselves. And that was a big struggle of mine with allowing myself, hey, I'm putting this into my business. Like, let me invest in myself. So just identify that. Yeah. You have to become the type of person. I remember you, like when you first moved into this house, which like it was such a like dream come true. And I know there was a lot going on, obviously. It wouldn't life. even decorate. I'm not kidding. For over a year, had nothing on the walls. It was just my white walls. But with time, allowing myself like to get comfortable with it, it looks like a home. It I love myself to build a home. It does. And that's the thing. It's like, that's why we can always run the risk. And we've been in conversation about this from the very beginning yeah. because you know, that's where we run the risk of like, if it happens too fast without going through the process, we become the tree with no roots. And so we will self-sabotage it. We'll make it because we don't feel safe. We don't feel comfortable. And so that's why you and I have been talking about this from the very beginning. Like, how can you actually start to feel safe with this newfound situation that you're in? Because obviously you were doing this with someone else before and with your husband passing, like a, there was a lot of that I don't want to call it pressure, but I feel like you would use that word, that pressure on you to like maintain yeah. it and keep it. And I remember even you saying to me, like, I think I was there helping with something like when you first moved in and I was watching Mir and you went to the store and then you came back and you were like, I feel like this is a home that you should be living in, not yeah. me. Like this yeah. isn't my home yet. And guys, yeah. that's what we experience, right? Do you want to I didn't feel like that? I deserved it at the time. And now I'm completely confident I deserved it, but it took time. Yeah, exactly. And you had to work through that mm -hmm. because had you not worked through that and actually began to see that the universe, again, is not going to bring something into your life that you can't handle, but you have to make those decisions in those micro moments that you can handle it. And yeah. that you're willing to do what it takes to shift your identity because that's really what it is. It's shifting our identity to become the type of person who can grow wealth. It's seeing yourself through the lens of the wealthy woman, right? The wealthy CEO. It's really about, especially for those of us who've gone through like financial trauma or grew up in survival mode or sink or sink or swim, you know, we were programmed to see ourselves as victims or as, you know, like victims to the system. Like I know for us, it was like, you know, we were so powerless when we were growing up because we relied on the government to pay our bills. Like we relied on the government to eat. Like, do you know how fucking ingrained that is in somebody's body and mind and spirit when like you literally don't even know if you're going to fucking survive if the government doesn't give you what you need, and maybe if you ate the food too fast that month, like you were eating fucking mayonnaise sandwiches. I mean, literally, it's a joke in this family. Like, well, <laughs> Mana still makes mayonnaise sandwiches. It is literally exactly what it fucking sounds like, guys. Two pieces of white bread with some mayonnaise slapped in the middle of it. Like, it's like nostalgic. I mean, give me those spaghetti sandwiches all day, every day. That was like my delicacy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what were some insane things that like people would be like grossed out? Like when I was like, okay, so we got the spaghetti sandwiches and mayonnaise. Spaghetti sandwiches, mayonnaise sandwiches. Like, I don't even know. Like, we didn't really have a lot. So we just like created <laughs> like, it. I just like made it. Okay. So I'll share one. Our delicacy of like cheese and crackers was salting crackers with American cheese slices, like those like, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. crackers. Yeah. They don't even call them cheese because they're not cheese. They're like flammable. They're like absolute trash or like GMOs. You know what I'm talking about? The American, yeah. they're like yeah. American slices or something is what they're called. And they're like, yeah. 
what are the craft singles I think they my are. My daughter loves them. So I still yeah. have them on stock. Yeah. It's like yeah. They're so good. Like it's disgusting. It's not even cheese. I literally forget what they call them. It's like, it's like cheese was in a can. It's literally cheese. I love it. Yeah. They're flammable. Did you know that? Like cheese no. should melt. Cheese yes. would actually melt if it was real cheese. These are like flammable. It's so oh. bad. So we would eat like literally saltine crackers, which I think for a box of saltines, like 89 cents or something. And then yeah. like singles, like that was our delicacy of like cheese and crackers. It's funny now because you look back on it and I'm like, I could still eat some saltines and crackers. I will like crush that any day. But yeah, it's so hilarious because now it was a process of us to get to where we are. You know, I remember like, especially when we were working at the bank and do you remember like all the wholesalers that would take us out and like, yeah, because we were sending them all this business and like, we were surrounded by like, even like. I don't want to mention anybody's names, but all these different like wholesalers that would take us out and they'd wine and they'd dine you. And I remember being yeah. so uncomfortable. Like Me the first too. time I ever went to like a really fancy restaurant, I'm like, like I what do I even... order? What do, do I order? I don't want to overspend. I don't want to well, over overspend. Also, what silverware do I use? I literally didn't even know which ones to pick. I'm like, why is there so many spoons and forks? Like, what am I doing? I'm like such an idiot. And like, now, like regularly, you know, we'll go out a couple times a year and like it's a thousand dollars for dinner. But like yeah. that would have been so fucking strange. Like we wouldn't have been able to calibrate to that had we just started there. Like we would have thrown ourselves into overdrive. And I love that we've grown together too. Yeah, I like, feel like so I should be there at this point. Like I enjoy being there where before it was a fear to be there. Yeah. Like I was uneasy. Like my hands were like sweating. Like, oh my gosh, like I don't belong. But now I, I absolutely do. Like, yes. uh, isn't, that, isn't that funny? We both yeah. went through that. And I love that we did it together. Yeah. Like elevated together. And like, that's so exciting. And also my friend Alicia, who's here right now from Kansas City, I feel like she was another one that like we started off at such a different frequency. And I feel like it's so special that like that's why I hold you guys all so near and dear because to have gone on that journey, but not to have gone alone, it's so special because we know each other and understand each other so well. And I feel like it does allow for us to have such a different perspective to share. Like, we're not just here where we were born, you know, with like a silver spoon, right? And I'm not saying I acknowledge my privilege. Like, I do know that obviously was born in, you know, America. <laughs> like, I'm a white woman who like absolutely has privilege. And I also know and understand struggle. And I know what it's like to be in survival mode and to have lots of money trauma and trauma around, you know, more than just financial trauma. I mean, there's a lot of things that happened as I was growing up that, you know, that shouldn't have happened and that put me into a lot of the places that I'm in right now or have, have had to clear. You know, there's a lot of reasons why we end up being the way that we are. And so I think this journey of how we start to fix this, right? Because we've talked about some of the mistakes and how we begin to fix these things and shift these things and actually create the reality that we want. I call it resetting your financial thermostat, right? It's like, Okay, so you have to begin to recognize what it is, like what's happening in your life. When I had this conversation with my client over the weekend, they were like, oh, so I'm already starting to feel better because I know that this is, stems from here, right? Like when we can name it, when we can call it out, when we start to recognize it's not just this looming cloud that's over us. It's like, no, this is what it is. And I equate this to... It's kind of like if you go into like a dark room or like when we were growing up, our basement was really dark and like there wasn't a lot of windows down there. And so I remember like being Why so scared. The scariest places They're ever. So scary. I would like go down there and run as fast as I can walk. That's so scary. <laughs> I still to this day like don't like walking up a basement stairs with the lights off because this like tormented. And my brothers like they would run up and I told this to Eric the other day and then he did it to me like such a jerk. But they would run upstairs first and then they would turn the lights off and then hold the door. Yeah. So I couldn't come. I'd be like pounding on it. Like what's wrong with siblings? They're so fucking jerks sometimes. But anyway, not the all point. of them. Like literally I, all the siblings. So many, so many different personalities. Like, yeah. oh my God. But the point in bringing that up is like, okay, 
So when you go down into the basement or you go into a dark room and then you see like a coat rack or like a stuffed animal as a kid. And then like, it's like, oh my God, what is that? And then you turn the light on. It's like, oh, it's just a coat rack. It loses its power. And it's the same exact scenario with all of this. It's like, once you get to the root cause, I had my brother asked me this question the other day. Why are you always asking me like, what age or like the root cause? Like, why do you want to know the root cause? Because I'm always like helping my siblings through stuff too. And I explained this like, because there was a decision that was made by you at some point. You made a decision. And if we find the root cause of the decision, it loses its power over you. It's like you're turning the light on on it. And it's like, oh, the reason I do this is because I watched my mom do this or I watched my teacher do that or like my teacher told me something. Like when you realize where it came from, it loses its power. And that's when you get to choose differently. But if you don't know that you're doing it or it's still a blind spot, then it's this looming thing. It's the scary monster in the basement. Meanwhile, it's just a coat rack. And it's like, okay, well, let's shift it. So starting to become aware of this stuff, which a really good start again would be in the financial you know, thermostat section of the ebook, your financial breakthrough, because this is what allows for us to create the breakthroughs. So I'd love to just hear from you. I'm gonna put you on the spot, but like, are there some things that you can share that you've kind of seen in your own life that when you began to create some awareness around it, it was like, oh, duh. Like, of course I do that this way. Or like, is there anything you can share on that? Or I, I have some to share if not. Sure, here I said, then I'm going to come up with this. <laughs> okay, okay. I know. I just like put you on the spot there. But I mean, my God, there's so fucking many of them. Realistically, we talked about like the most recent one was this fear of being seen that I was working through. And, you know, I'm not quite ready to share all of the things about that fear of being seen. But one of the things that I did realize was that when I was growing up with all of the siblings and the dynamic that I had, that my siblings would get angry and upset, like if they didn't have the spotlight or like, we're all so competitive. So like, if I'd win a game, my brothers would be mad or like, you know, so it almost became this conditioning where I stopped wanting the spotlight or like wanting to be too bright or too much or too this or too that because then my siblings would get mad at me and you know there's many many others where that came from but the point is that when you start when I started to become aware like oh well that was why I started hiding my success I remember like whenever I was in school you know I was really fast like a fast learner and I was also like just really book smart and I remember one time in particular, I would be done with like, if we were taking tests or something, I'd be done with the test before everybody else, but you had to walk your paper up to the front of the room. And like when you were done, you know, and put it up on the teacher's desk. And I remember being done with it so fucking fast. And then I looked around and everybody was still struggling on their paper. And I made the decision in that moment, like, I'm not going to take my paper up because I don't want to be too flashy. I don't want people thinking I'm trying to you know, and then I started second guessing my answers. I'm like, damn, like I was done really fast. Like everybody else is still taking the test for like 20 minutes and I'm here done in two seconds. And I'm like, wow. So I remember like vividly certain scenarios where I purposefully dimmed my light because yeah. I was afraid of being seen. So again, when you realize where it came from though, it's like, oh, I just didn't want my siblings to get upset then I can start to see like, all right, well, I don't have to show up that way anymore because I'm not six and I can start to change. Right. I don't know if you thought of any of me. We did somehow touch on this, but we were talking the other day in your kitchen. I was like, I have this dream where it's like a scary dream, but it's not. Like I want to scream or I want to yell. I want to say something. My voice, like I can't get anything mm. out. So like, I always hated the sound of my voice. And look at now I'm on a podcast <laughs> with you, like three days, <laughs> like here we go. Like, and I'm listening to it back. I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is it. This is it. But like, that was just something like me speaking up for myself, like mm. me speaking my truth and my, like what I think, like mm. letting myself, like, share with people like what I think was like super scary for me yeah. and now here you now are here we are it's I mean, like it's like exposure <laughs> therapy here you yeah. are you're doing it and it's like the whole world gets to hear and sometimes that can be scary you know and sometimes that can like throw them but now I like listen I'm like okay my voice is kind of hot on the first one I know I was a little raspy but I'm about it <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. When you start to own those parts of you, yeah. it feels so fucking awesome, dude. It's literally the best feeling ever. Like when you're processing that shit and you're letting it go and you're just accepting you, it's like, this is what life is supposed to feel like. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. So I'm so happy. Well, it's amazing. Okay. So do we have any more questions for today? Well, we touched on that. I mean, if, is there anything you want to share just to bring us into maybe what we can expect next week on our podcast? Yeah, definitely. So these are going to be in tandem with the ebook. So if you've already downloaded the ebook, then obviously you can see these are kind of just episodes that are going to correspond with that. So I really think that just moving to the next section of the ebook, which is all about understanding how the nervous system works. So that's the next part. And I want to just really be able, again, for those who kind of love- Is that where you rap? Because rap? if so, I hope that you rap like on the podcast. Next I don't rap. What do you mean? <laughs> twerk? I twerk. You did like, you threw in some Eminem in there. Come on. Oh, I did. <laughs> I forgot about that part. I did forget about that part. So yes. Okay. We're not, that's a little uh, prelude into our, yeah, that is true. I forgot that I put that in there. <laughs> okay. So you hear about the rapping in the next episode. But we'll talk about how the nervous system works. So I think this is a really important thing to touch on, like how it actually works and why it's tied into this. Like, why is it that, you know, this financial thermostat set the way that it is? And like, why is it so hard to overcome it when you don't know this part? It's because you don't understand the inner workings of how to begin to reset it. And so we're going to touch on all of that. Yeah, I love that. Okay, we'll go into that in the next episode. That sounds good. I did. Yeah, me too. Okay. Do you have any final thoughts? Anything else you want to share or we can wrap up? No, I think we're good for today. I can't wait till next week. It's going to be amazing. All right, guys. Well, thank you again so much for tuning in to another episode of the Soul Power Podcast. As you can see, there's lots of cool information in the ebook that kind of ties in with this. There's also what I call alignment assignments. That's what I assign to all of my clients is really just not homework. I think homework has like a negative connotation, at least in my mind, because I hated school. But <laughs> alignment assignment is all about like getting your butt into alignment, getting, you know, some things done and doing the things. I think that I've found that most people, as it relates to healing their relationship with money, making more money, saving more money, feeling safe around wealth, it's that they try to learn all of the things and they try to learn and just absorb as much as possible, consume as much as possible, but they're not actually doing the things. They're not implementing it. That's where I feel like people have the hardest time. So with these alignment assignments, like you said, Melina, like, you know, I have you guys stopping in the moment and just like doing things, like implementing things. So it becomes, it's no longer just something that you know, like surface level, but you know it now, like, you know, it. it's wisdom in your body. It's like an understanding and a becoming. And so that's when I see that people have the most success is when they start to actually implement it in their lives. So definitely, obviously the link will be in the show notes, to download the ebook. And then, yeah, we'll talk more about this all next week. So I can't wait to see you then. And we'll touch on everything as it relates to understanding the nervous system in the next episode. Bye guys. Soul Sister, thank you so much for tuning in to this entire episode today. If you enjoyed this episode, would you do me a favor and leave a quick review? This allows me to reach more people. And if you found value, I know others in your life will too. Also, be sure to share this episode on social media along with your biggest takeaways so I know what resonates most with you and I can keep the good stuff coming. And if you're looking to dive into a deeper connection than this podcast will allow, consider checking out my Rise to Riches experience in the show notes below. I would love to hear how these messages have helped you take one step closer to living your soul-powered life and becoming the wildly wealthy woman. Sis, let's continue to rise together. I'll see you next time. Bye.